studying the significance of urine character in regards to a person's state of health, such as the different scents that urine can have, or what pH level it should have at different times of the day, what methods did Dr. Emmanuel Rivisi use to study a person's urine for his therapies? Hmm. Research in physiopathology as basis of guided chemotherapy uh, with special application to cancer. The book is free thanks to that crazy pharmacist that you've interviewed before on your show. The crazy pharmacist? That's a miracle. I refer to it every day. Do you really? Every day. There's not a day. uh, I've never read that book. If the internet's down, I guess I don't. But any day the internet's down, it's up here regularly. It's up here right now. And you can actually find things on there the way it's set up, right? You can. Uh, he's because of his search function. Whoever put the search function in the book made it so good. You can put two words and get one in yellow, one in green. I've never seen such a sophisticated search system and anything on the internet. I'll be. Can you well, download one radio network? That's pretty yeah. good. You got a great, great search. You got a search uh, function. System. Yeah. And I have over 2,000 blogs up there, so I encourage people, if you want to find out something, go find it out there. You can do, you can just do like something, Adam and kidney, and they'll pull up stuff on kidneys? Well, just put prostate Prostate. or whatever you're going to look for. In fact, we did recently, I wrote a a book on prostate cancer, I mean a blog about uh, August of this year, Uh and it popped up right away. Hmm. You have uh, a choice. When you use search, you can find something by David Vitalis, by something by whoever, and I pop up a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, since I've done over 2,000 blogs since 2011, April 2011, uh, there's a lot of blogs up there. Yeah, you think? Man. I've been a little slow this month because we're we're dying of eating oxygen here. Lynn wrote in, oh, she's got the name, uh, Dr. Temple Grandin was the lady, autistic lady, who did that incredible work with not croaking the animals in fear. It's a good it's a good movie for people who want to cry to get out of motion. Yeah. My uh, co-author, uh, Marcella Von Harding and her husband, uh, they called me up and said, you got to see this movie. We cried through the whole thing. Oh, I know. I, I, <laughs> so I, I'm going to cry if I watch that. I, I, I don't know. But do they show like the way the animals are treated badly? Is that why? You... No, that's not where they're crying. Oh. The crying is her fight with autism oh, okay, and all cool. she went through. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll do It's not that. about the, uh, you feel for the animals, of course, uh, but that's not where the crying comes in. The crying comes in how she started as someone who couldn't say a single word wow. and her mother wouldn't give up on her. And so not only did she learn to talk, she got all kinds of degrees in college. <laughs> And amazing. revolutionized the the beef industry, mm. revolutionized it, mm. and then went on. She's still lecturing. I believe she's a professor at uh, Colorado State or something like that. Mm. Wonderful woman. I, we've watched a lot of personal interviews with her as well as the movie. Yeah. Grandin is her last name, right? Grandin. Yeah. Temple Grandin. Temple. Is she still around, I wonder? Uh... I think so. Last I I heard uh, a couple of years ago, I looked her up. Also, she did things like she went to the San Fernando Valley down here. And uh, when you uh, touch an autistic person, they freak out. But if they can get in a close space, they're okay. So she devised a machine 
like you saw the animals, to calm animals down, they squeeze them and the animal calms down. So she devised a machine that did that and the college kicked her out for inventing a sex machine. <laughs> they thought it was some kind of sex machine. So finally, I think she got attorneys or whatever and got back in school and got her degree. But they actually kicked her out because it was a sex machine. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Go figure. What goes on? Adam, stay right there. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com with Adam Bergstrom. He has two websites. Uh, SolarTiming.com is where all his books are. He's got 45 or 50 of those, and they're very inexpensive. And go through there and find a couple that uh, you like and download those pumpkins and put them on your computer or your little reader, e-reader thing and enjoy it and learn some stuff, you know? And also, SunSync Nutrition, that's a one one-time lifetime deal 99 bucks uh, and even if you live to 145 then you can stay there and dad almost the way he's going he'll still be around anyway and even if he's not there'll be somebody else to keep it around if he decides to leave on us um, we we uh, have a, a technology that we've been quite fascinated with for I guess it's oh man uh, three years now over three years uh, and it's called molecular hydrogen that I breathe every day and I drink the water every day and I like it a lot I'm doing great I've never felt better and so I don't know all that it's doing but it does a lot of good things for the body molecularhydrogeninstitute.org and you can learn and see lots of peer-reviewed studies on the work that's being done with molecular hydrogen and we have a machine that you can get at 20% off and I think we talked to Dr. Patrick Flanagan about this some years ago. This conversation goes back seven years with Dr. Patrick Flanagan. Listen. And then I discovered uh, that Hunza water also contained negative ionized hydrogen, which is a source of biological electrons. When we're young, we have enzymes in our body called dehydrogenase, and the purpose of dehydrogenase is to lift off hydrogen ions from foods we eat and and their purpose is to create NADH which is a chemical that acts as a shuttle in the mitochondria for producing uh, all the energy in our body adenosine triphosphate and when people take this it it causes DNA repair it heals the body from uh, all kinds of oxygen-free radicals. It also helps the body recover from damage from radiation. Well, we certainly want some of this stuff, right? Check out our AquaCure machine. AquaCure machine on OneRadioNetwork.com. Lifetime warranty. And along with a lifetime warranty, a one-year, no-questions-asked, money-back guarantee. If you don't like your results, breathe the gas, bubble the water, Listen to what Dr. Flanagan has to say about this and others. The AquaCure machine on OneRadioNetwork.com. Use promo code OneRadio for 20% off, uh, 20% off discount AquaCure Hydrogen Browns Gas. Now, Browns Gas is uh, uh, it's a little step up from regular molecular hydrogen that our machine is. It's got that fourth phase of water that Gerald Pollack and other people talk about, which, uh, Schalberger and that whole thing with the water. So it's really wonderful water to drink, and I, I, think, you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, promo code one radio 20, 20, 20% off. 
Well, we have no idea really what these 4G, 5G, 6G coming to a theater near you, 10G, God knows what they're going to do, is really doing. But we do everything that we can uh, to help the body to withstand these kind of things that, that invade our homes and our cars and our whatever. Cell phone towers and, uh, um, you know, uh, and then, you know, the 5G thing and all that. Uh, this technology, it's out of Australia. It is called um, Blue Shield. Blue Shield. And uh, they're coming up with uh, more and more things all the time. You can click on through our website, and if you use promo code One Radio, you're going to get yourself a 10% deal. Blue Shield. Very, very nice technology. You have a little cube that you can put in the center of your room, or your home. goes out 90 yards, and it, it uh, facilitates the cells in your body just withstanding electromagnetic fields much, much, much better. They've used these with cows and chickens, so it's not a placebo thing, because last time I looked, most cows don't watch the Internet, but some do. Uh, so it's not like they knew th- this was going to work, and they, the mortality weight rate, the milk that they gave, uh, increased uh, the eggs that they produced uh, um, um, or more, more often, and to suggest having these units in, in with the chickens and the cows because there's cell phone towers around the property. So, pretty cool. Uh, a very nice technology. It works. It's been proven. And you can have one in your home. They're not very expensive. Just get the cube, and he has very different, different ones to look at. Just go in there and uh, click around and see what you might might like to have for yourself. Go to oneradionetwork.com and click on the, uh, the, the little ad there. shows a picture of the EMF protection. And uh, I think you'll like it. It'll be a nice thing to have in your home. And, and uh, especially if you have Wi-Fi going on, which we don't recommend, uh, but if you do have it, you definitely want to have one of these guys. Um, and if you can use your cell phone at home or get your computer without plugged in, then you know you got Wi-Fi somewhere going on. Who knows your neighbor can have it. So it's the Blue Shield. It's a, a great technology. Promo code one radio for, for a 10% off on that baby. Okay, whoops. I think I can make this work. Know the source on one Radio Network. Senor Adam Bergstrom. Yes, no, maybe. Chronobotic Nutrition. You guys still have, and solartiming.com, you still have hard copies of the book? I mean, people still buy those? We're getting lower, but we still have them. <laughs> huh. Do you have that in an e-book? Since, no. No, you don't. No. We, we, we were supposed to, the second edition we did in 2010 was supposed to be, but it never materialized. We just made some correction. There's a 2004 edition was the first one. And then in 2010, we made a few uh, minor errors that uh, I wasn't that familiar with the essential oil business huh. like my co-author was. So I assumed if you had a tree oil, it was going to be morning. But sometimes, many times, they take the essential oil of a tree from the base or the root even or the trunk. That's not morning. Now, the pine needle oils, those are definitely morning. So we had to make a few 
six or seven corrections there where I got them wrong and a couple other misunderstandings of what part of the plant they take. Because in geometry, we have an upper body, a middle body, and a bottom body. Right. In yoga, they call it the three gunas. It's got all kinds of names. That three division is pretty much uh, valid. The chakras even divide into subclinic, uh, subcategories like you get the first three chakras on the top, one in the middle, very important one, and then three at the bottom. If you have five, it's two, two, and one. If you have seven, it's three, three, and one. Hmm. Always the middle gut or dan tian. Dan tian. Very important. Dan, dan tian. Dan tian. The sea of marrow. What's that? The sea of marrow? I the thought, sea of marrow. I thought marrow was in it. the bones. Yeah, it's in the, uh, in the dan tian. Really? Because we, we actually breathe with our bones. A yogi oh, can right. breathe with his yeah, bones. Yeah, yeah, we're breathing with their bones. I've heard, I've, I've heard that. You know, i got to tell you something interesting about going virtually no carb for four months. My bladder, for years, Adam, I had to pee a lot. I mean, if I would drink water like I'm doing now, you know, I would have to pee two or three times during the show. Just during the show. And, and just in the last couple of months, it's just settled down, quieted down. And I can, I don't nearly as much. Isn't that interesting? Just on a low carb. Hmm. Or no carb. I don't know what that's about, but it's interesting. It makes, again, we're like bears, panda bears and polar bears. And you have to find your own connection. So hmm. obviously meat agrees with you yeah. a lot better. Yeah. If I ate that diet, I'd die. You'd die. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work for me. But there are people who really, it translates that they do very well. I've known people who eat nothing but meat. In fact, even uh, the great uh, LSD superstar, Owsley III, he ate nothing but meat. Hey, so when you had, childhood. So did you ever really just try lots, lots of meat and it didn't work for you? It just uh, made me sick. In fact, I disguised the taste of meat with ketchup and <laughs> all kinds of spices. I would go to my uncle's, when I, my uncle-in-law, when I was married to my first wife. He would get incensed at me when I would put ketchup on a steak. And I hated steak. It had to be in the form of hamburger, hot dog, yeah. uh, salami, some kind of, undis un, you know. Now, when I was a younger kid, we would have big family gatherings and the roast beef would be served on this big platter about what, three feet long well actually about one and a half feet long and they would let me drink the blood out of the saucer i was the only one that saved it for me no one else wanted the blood i loved the blood your blood i want the blood the yeah, blood the blood yes. man <laughs> um morning groovy guys <laughs> uh oh uh this is from nancy she said yeah temple is still around I always wanted to come here. I always wanted her to come in Nebraska and give a speech, but not that many would follow her her techniques around here. She's in Nebraska. <laughs> I saw the movie also, and it was great to watch and learn from her. She always uh, she always wears her nostalgic nostalgic Western shirts. Cool, cool lady. What was the name of that movie? Do you know, Adam or? Nancy, do you it know? It might this? have been even Temple Grandin. <laughs> that could be the name of the movie. Could be. And then Lynn writes, uh, Temple Grandin is a uh, is still a professor of animal science at Colorado State University. I'll be darned. She celebrates her 38 years of teaching at CSU in 2020. My goodness. 
Pretty cool. Huh? Wonderful woman. Wonderful woman. And her story is her story is pretty much accurately portrayed in the movie. Really good movie. What well, of you ladies will you look up the names? I want to watch that. I'm gonna it's probably on Netflix somewhere, you know. It's it's worth watching, Patrick. Yeah. It's inspiring. Are you yeah. still watching Russian movies, you crazy man? It's still Russian movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now my latest thing is to go back and uh, a friend of mine sent me one of these conspiracy books about rock and roll started by the CIA. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was nonsense. But because of that, it's got me interested again in Laurel Canyon. I hung around. I actually lived at 10571 Laurel Canyon Boulevard, away from the canyon. But I spent a lot of time taking that trip over from the canyon to Sunset Strip. I spent a lot of time in Hollywood. I lived in Hollywood. I drove cabs in Hollywood. Uh, I, was, I worked at the Bodhi Tree in Hollywood. So I know the area really well. And if the CIA created a hippie movement, God bless God the CIA. Bless them, the CIA, that's right. Those tunnels they claim belong to the CIA, they were for sex. People didn't want to let them know they were coming through sex. Oh, is and that if right? you've ever heard of a place called the Garden of Allah, A-L-L-A -L -L -A first, because it was Rudolph Valentino's gay wife. They were all bisexual back then. Right. They opened up the most famous, uh, well, I can't use the word, it was a bordello, basically, hotel. Harpo Marx, all kinds of people lived there. Errol Flynn. You, you almost can't name a person. F. Scott Fitzgerald, they were all at the Garden of Allah. Allah. And one of the funniest stories is Harpo Marx loved that place so much, he basically regarded it as a permanent residence. And one time, some guy moved in next door, and they had thin walls and was playing the piano. So he kept playing the piano over and over and over again, and it bugged him. And he, he, they had different hours. So he kept knocking on the door. The guy wouldn't stop. So Harpo got up early in the morning, got out his harp, and played Rachmaninoff number one, I think, the symphony. The first bars of it over and over and over and over till his hands were bloody in the wow. afternoon. And finally, the guy was pounding on the wall, screaming, and he heard a bunch of packing up, and he left. Guess who the person was that was living next door? Rachmaninoff. Oh, really? Rachmaninoff was living <laughs> next door? To... Yeah. Yeah. He, he spent a lot of time in Hollywood. Wow. Temple Grandin. So anyway, yeah. researching all the, uh, the Laurel Canyon and all the, 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 uh, the doors and everything like that, the eagles, really fascinating there's some fascinating stories come out of that place and i spent a lot of time there didn't know the places i was it was right at jim morrison's doorstep and people like that at the uh, the canyon country store all those places yeah we went hiking up there because there's a lot of uh places you can hike up in the uh, between la and between the san fernando valley so i worked at a store right at sherman no 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 at uh, ventura boulevard and laurel canyon too so every day for lunch i'd go up and look at the stilt houses and everything like that and anyway hollywood's a cool place if it wasn't if i could breathe if the air was good i would have been living there i only lived there uh I think the longest I spent was about two, three months when I was a cab driver in West Hollywood. It was just Could mostly from the book on that, from the smog and the the, the mountains and held in the smog and all that. 
terrible. Yeah. It's supposed to be improved now, but I'll have to go down there to believe it. Yeah. Temple Grandin, that's the name of the movie, thanks. Uh, 2010. Director Mark Jacobson. Stars Claire Danes, uh, Julia Armand, and David Stratham. Oh, so it's a, Wonderful it's, movie. It's a drama. It's, it's, so Claire Danes plays Temple? Hmm. Yep. Oh, they change her appearance dramatically. Did they? <laughs> and, hmm. Because she's usually kind of a sex goddess, as I understand it. <laughs> Who, uh, uh, Claire? Claire Dane? Oh, yeah, she's she, been I mean, all, she's kind of a sexy actress. She's been in like, sex, sexy movies, yeah. Temple. I'm going to watch that. Maybe tonight I'll watch that. I, I it's worth it, Patrick. It, it's uh, worth it. Yep. By the way, when I talk about beef taking a long time to digest, I'm not dissing it. There's nothing wrong no, with having understand. food last three or four hours in your stomach. No, I understand. Just to make that clear. Yeah. And when we were in New Zealand, we heard a really funny story. Uh, some of our friends went to the United States, and they saw on the menu grass-fed beef. And they said, isn't all beef <laughs> grass-fed? Because in, at that time in New Zealand, it was. I bet. They didn't give them anything. It was all grass-fed. Yeah, I, I bet uh, most most beef out of New Zealand must be grass-fed, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. That's one good thing about it. Except for being a communist country, yeah, it has some good points problem. to it. We loved our visit there. You know, it's something I've been doing quite a bit of over the last month that I really think it's helping uh, my adrenals because I read one time it does is, um, and you know, if it's on the internet, it's true. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be. <laughs> royal jelly. Do you know anything from royal jelly? I really like I'm taking it. taking it. Have you? I really like it. It's something, tastes great when you take a spoonful and take some water. I wonder what is royal jelly? Do we know what it is? Well, yeah, it's made by the bees, and I've actually forgotten exactly what they do. I, I think they use it to protect their hive from the, uh, uh, like, uh, for sanitation purposes, if I understand, antibiotic type of purposes. And plus, they, don't they also feed the queen the royal jelly? I think that's all she eats. I believe eats. they do. Yeah, that's all she eats, yeah. Talking about feeding the queen, we have an ant problem now. The rosemary oil stopped ah. working. <laughs> so we got tired of spending all day and night vacuuming the ants up. So now we do the borax. We take three parts sugar, one part borax, and we're going to see what happens. Are well, you talking about borax? The, queen. the borax, the, uh, the, the, the detergent, 20 meal team, that kills ants? It's deadly to ants. Hmm. But how can some people yeah. take that internally? I know it's a mild toxin. They're welcome to it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, it's mild. It's it's got about the same uh, LD fifty as uh, salt does. Mm. But salt is essential. You don't. People who take borax generally take more. They don't sprinkle it on their food a little bit like salt. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So it's even debated whether it really is an essential element. I think it is. I think all elements are essential. Yeah. But I'm not taking it. You get it in food. Any. Any uh, food that's, uh, what do you call it, mucilaginous, like a banana or, mucilaginous. or something like that, has got it in. And you get it in animal meat. Hmm. Why would I need to supplement with it? Yeah. Why would I take something out of the desert that has all these other toxic chemicals in it and put it in my mouth? Hmm. You mentioned that uh, Ray Pete likes bacon. Uh, and, uh, man, it's like my favorite food. And... Uh, we actually get get it from the regenerative farmers, so it's very low in that. What is that thing? If you don't feed them corn and mm, what's that substance that Ray P was talking about? 
pork if it's low on um um oh. he likes glycine um, the, he doesn't like tryptophan yeah, and he some, doesn't like uh, methionine there's something if you feed your pigs like corn and soy and stuff it's very high in something but if it's a regenerative uh, natural diet of more vegetables and mm. it's very low in something I forget anyway but boy bacon mm. is really good food you like bacon ooh man when I was a vegetarian <laughs> for 14 years and ate no meat the hardest foods to give up were bacon and uh, anchovies interesting bacon enough and anchovies I loved them yeah I, I, I could watch a hamburger and not even bother me anymore I got over it but you put a bacon commercial on TV I had to close my eyes remember bacon lettuce tomato sandwiches with mayonnaise O-M-G wow something about that combo one of, <laughs> one of my fondest memories is I was in the Boy Scouts and when we went out on Long Island uh, Long. it rained all night and my tent flooded so I slept in the water in a wet tent and a wet sleeping bag wow. in the morning they were cooking bacon it smelled so good I ran out there they burned it all they were going to throw it out and we were going to wait for the bacon I said no 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 give me that bacon so I ate about 22 slices of burned bacon before I even got to the other stuff. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, boy, Love bacon's really good. Burned or not, Ooh. it was delicious. Something about it. I don't know what it is. Fried pig, we used to call it. Fried pig. So, <laughs> Lynn sends this. This is from Wikipedia. Maybe accurate. Uh, they are sometimes. Royal jelly is a honeybee secretion that is used in the nutrition of larvae and adult queens. It's secreted from the glands in the hypopharynx of nurse bees and fed all to all the larvae in the colony, regardless of sex or caste. Wow. During the, during the process of creating a new queen, the workers construct special queen cells. So they're using the, the royal jelly to juice up the larvae. That should be pretty good for you then if they're using it for that, right? I took a lot of it, Did and you? I didn't turn into a queen. Oh, yeah. well, I, I would have still had you on the show, because I, you know, I don't like to discriminate, <laughs> but that's fine. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I wonder, what's, I wonder how they make that stuff. They, the bees are fascinating. Uh, you know. Well, the bees make it, and then they, I don't know how they extract it out of there, but uh, I dealt with a lot of uh, beekeepers, including, have you ever heard of George Biggers? Beggars? George hmm. Biggers, the man with the beard of bees. Hmm. He supplied our honey. He was in fantastic shape in his 80s. You know those big honey things that weigh a yeah. ton? He, he came in carrying both of them. I had to drag him across the floor. And this guy in his 80s, I think he lived to 100. He showed the Navy how to use uh, propolis. Propolis, that's propolis. what I've got yeah. the royal jelly mixed up with. Yeah propolis how to use a royal jelly how to use the bee pollen how to use capping honey all these different types of honeys uh he was on that's incredible with the ba uh, uh ripley's believe it or not he was a wonderful man and i think he lived over 100 years old no kidding did he, he eat a lot Ohio. of he ate a lot of honey a lot of honey <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he convinced me i was eating a lot of honey after meeting him and seeing how healthy he was did you go through periods where you ate a lot of honey yourself? A lot of honey. Did you? Yep. And you yep. did you did Loved well it. with it? I ate capping honey. I ate Tupelo honey. I ate uh, local honey. Mm. I ate lots of honey. <laughs> lots of honey. 
I get some of that from... Frank, you seem to be a bear. Well, yeah. I get some of that uh, from uh, New Zealand, that uh, Manuka, honey. That's really nice, honey. You know, I like that. Good honey. It has some toxins in it, Does which it? are supposed to be good for you. Oh. But you can get the Manuka that's low. You know, they have ratings on it. You right. get the low rating, you're fine. But the high rating can be used for infections. But, but again, it's a medication. I might use it for a week, but that's about it. Oh, so you're better off the using the lower rating if you're going to use it ongoing. Ah. Yeah, the, the chemical, I forget the name of the chemical, but Aubrey de Grey in his book on aging says, yes, sugar can age you, but it's also essential for your life. But so to stop something else. And the ingredient that was in Manica honey is 40,000 times, up to 40,000 times more toxic than sugar. Wow. So he wanted to eliminate that. So then I realized, wait a minute, that's a chemical in Manuka honey. And uh, so then I decided that Manuka honey might not be that good for you. Oh. And indeed, if you do the research on the Internet, the, beyond the uh, people selling it, you'll find that uh, it's not that harmful because there's not that much in it. Yeah, most of it's honey. Just a little bit. And you can get the low one. So, so I, sorry, I might just Manuka be better honey off, fans. I might just be better off finding a good local honey that you know but you don't really know well i've often often wondered about this too you know bees go out about what five miles or so five miles so that's why they're able to actually label it in new zealand organic and some places in this country because they know that within five miles there's no chemicals and all that but i often thought what, what is your opinion that if bees are so sensitive and if they got involved with some chemicals, wouldn't it just kill the bee by the on their way back home? Yes, no, maybe. Oh, uh. let's take the mysterious honey that they were the bees in New York City. Right. They go down and get the sugar off the ground, and at one point the honey was bright red. The mystery was solved. A window was broken in a maraschino cherry plant, and the bees were coming in, stinging the employees and stealing all the maraschino fluid and making bright red honey. So they said, well, it's okay. It's still honey. It's red. No big deal. Well, to me, I'm not going to eat any bright red honey in Manhattan, and I'm not going to eat any honey that's made in Manhattan, despite them Mm -hmm. trying to say it's good for the ecology. So we don't know if bees pick up bad stuff we don't know if it kills him or not is what you're saying yes no maybe uh, I, th- I think it can mm-hmm. yeah I, I think it can but so they they have also like us we have Warren Buffett uh, and we have Charlie Munger well there's bees like that too that can survive Dairy Queen and glyphosate and whatever else they can throw at them yeah. but yeah certain amount are going to be killed and we are killing the insects and the butterflies and all of that of the world and uh, what are they going to do they're going to make artificial robot butterflies well, I'm sure they're going to do I drones suppose. Yeah, they're going to probably try to try to uh, pollinate the the stuff with drones or something. I don't know what they're doing. I'm sure they're working on it. They have many drones. They have uh, drones now that are microscopic. They can still photograph you, but they're microscopic. No. They're, they're smaller than a flea. No. Wait a minute. They, wait, they a, wait, 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 wait a minute. They the size of a mosquito. There's a drone the size of a mosquito, and they can send it over and take pictures of you? 
1980 something or other, IBM wrote their initials with individual atoms. How much do you think they've gone in 40 years of technology, 35 years of oh, technology? Wait, what, did they, what did they do, Adam? IBM? They wrote their name and Adams, in, individual in Adams. Adams. They wrote IBM and Adams? And there's people who say, oh, we can't see Adams. Nonsense. They've been manipulating them. In, in Iraq, they used them. They have dust particle computers now. You, you can't make this stuff up. Look it up. It's all there. Look up Wikipedia. Any element you can imagine, and they have a nano version of it. And and nano is old-fashioned now. They've gone to what's below nano giga. I don't know what they call it, but they're below that. They have technology now, and then they tell us we can't have solar power. Duh. <laughs> they yeah. can manipulate atoms in you know, 1980. That whole thing with Musk and solar and the batteries, it doesn't compute for me, Adam, that, that, that they can't come up with a better battery to last longer and be cheaper. Come on. And they, why, why would that be? They don't need a battery. They can get the sun 24 hours a day. The whole battery thing is a lie. Oh, so what do you mean they can get it 24 hours a day? The sun radiates us with energy indirectly through the moon. The there time. are panels yes. that can take up the moon yeah. and they can supplement with any kind of light or movement and things. They, they have the technology. They, they lighted. How did they light an outhouse in 1906 in Florida so that you could see and not get mm-hmm. bitten by alligators? In 1906, they didn't have solar ingots. I have friends that are in the ingot business. And it's all a lie. And you look at Reader's Digest, 1951. There's an article in, by MIT by their chief scientist, according to MIT, and Reader's Digest said, give us the word and we can convert the entire world, not just the country, the entire world to solar, 80% of it in one year. Now, you're telling me we can't do it? When I lived in Bellingham, how did I heat the house? I put a mirror outside, and it came in and shined on me, and I just moved the mirror. How did I heat myself in Tucson? I got shards of mirrors and aligned them, and and I was at my computer in a mirror, perfectly comfortable on a very cold winter when it was 35 degrees, and I'm warm in the sun with a plain mirror. Now, remember how you used to burn ants with with a magnifying glass? A dome mirror like that? You think you can't heat it that you, without an ingot? They're giving us a line. Look at the computer. Look at the, look at the iPhone. The technology that goes into that is so awesome, it's beyond most people's ability to even comprehend it. Yeah. And we can't have solar power? <laughs> yeah, and plus, yeah, and being a, a very... We don't need wind power and all this. Being a very proud... Fans. Being a very proud flat earther, I believe that the sun does this, you know, you know, and then it just moves away from us. So it's always out there giving us our vibes. Always. It's not, you know, I don't believe it goes, you know, this way. So that makes that makes sense, too. Well, Whatever it does, it gives infrared energy that you can get. In fact, people want a red light, go under the, go in, under a green tree. Green trees radiate you with infrared light. How do they? Huh. Yeah, you can get an infrared bath under a green tree. Uh, uh, Vibrant Gal's father used to do that. He was vibrantly healthy by 
staying under the trees in the shade. He never went in direct sunlight. He stayed in the shade. Sunlight is refractive. Red light goes directly through you. Other lights go to the side. So if you're in the shade, you can get a sunburn if you're in the shade long enough. Hmm. You can't do that with red light. But the heat from the red light and direct sun, you get infrared, you get infrared and red. But indirectly, the tree itself, the green is what it's rejecting, and you get the infrared. Why does the body like red light? Uh, it's necessary for light. Without red, we couldn't exist. Shine a flashlight through your fingers. Red light goes through. Mm -hmm. Guess what happens if orange light went through? You'd be dead. Oh. You're a corpse. <laughs> it can't. Human flesh is designed to process red light in a system called the paraadrenal autonomic nervous system. People will tell you about the sympathetic. They'll tell you about the parasympathetic. They'll tell you about the enteric. But they never tell you about the paraadrenal system, which is the most powerful at all. Your skin is the most largest organ in the body and the most powerful, and no one uses it. You can breathe through it. Remember the movie Goldfinger? Goldfinger. So, yeah, remember they... The idea where they painted her, but they left a little space at the bottom of her spine or something so she could breathe or something like that. <laughs> I met a man who could sing through his tailbone. Well, Not his anus, but his tailbone. His tailbone. Not a bravananda, I believe was his name. And he could sing through his tailbone and through the top of his head. He was a master of naughty. Naughty. That's what he called those type of sonics. Sing with his tailbone. Sing and sing a song. <laughs> sing... Sing a song. The bone is a resonance device, you know, like anything else. It can be used for multiple purposes, from breathing to yogic energy. Mm -hmm. Here's an important question. What causes uh, very heavy dandruff and small waxy buildup on the scalp that has been contributing to significant hair loss? And what can a person do topically or internally to clear that up and get your hair back in shape again. I wonder what causes that. Omega-3 fatty acids and omega-6s in this case. Oh. It's not just yellow fat disease. The omega-6s will do it too. A good dose of cholesterol or a good dose of olive oil or oleic acid and things like that and correcting the diet and it will eventually go away. Hmm. Hmm. So it could be, in this case, probably too much omega-6s. It, it can be, well, it's oh. omega-3s and omega-6s both. But omega-6s cannot cause yellow fat disease, but they can cause earwax. They can cause uh, dandruff. Dandruff is is uh, rancid oil. I mean, scratch it out and see. It's oily. It's not water-soluble. It's oil. What kind of oil it is? It's not cholesterol. That doesn't break down. It's not coconut oil. That doesn't break down. It's not stearic acid. That doesn't break down. It's got to be omega-3s, omega-6s, DHA, uh, EPA, all of those. That's what it is. So if you're eating too much of it, guess what? And you don't have enough vitamin E, enough vitamin A, and enough uh, actually vitamin C through natural sources, and enough zinc and selenium, guess what? You're going to have a problem. <laughs> well, we can get all those from food, right? We don't have to take those supplements, right? All of them from food. 
Yeah, if you if you choose wisely, if you go into Burger King, forget about it. Well, <laughs> if you go to the supermarket to get those packaged foods, forget about it. But if you go to the produce section or the farmers market uh, or a vegetable stand or a, or or animals, you get it from you can get them all from animals. Obviously, the animal has eaten those foods. For people to say you can't get vitamin C from animal food, Wikipedia has zero. What do you? How do you think? There's vitamin C in, in a ribeye steak. I've seen the breakdown. There's, it's in there. You bet. It's yeah, in but there. not in Wikipedia. They'll say well, no. zero. <laughs> Nothing's on Wikipedia. You know, what? hey, we never did the donkey thing. <laughs> yeah. That's such a great video. Okay, we're gonna do it. You wanna do it? I think I can Let's do I think it. I can figure it out here. Let me see, I've got it on let me I have to email myself. This will be fun. Tell folks about why I'm doing this. Tell folks about what they're going to find when they visit you on solartiming.com, which I didn't change the bottom. Sorry. But tell them what, you, yeah, tell them what they'll find there. Give yourself a plug there. Give you, do a commercial. On solartiming.com, you will find uh, a lot of short little videos explaining things we do and a lot of that. And you will find a lot of books and many books, uh, up to 45 or 46 the latest one I revise is not Cancer Cancel, which I've been working on since uh, 1990. It basically on Revisi with some other alternate information involving Adonal Lay and other types of cancer therapy. Uh, in the new revised edition, I have a few comments by Ray Pete, uh, specifically about his uh, dissing uh, DNA which should be a diss. Uh, blaming DNA for uh, cancer is like the old thing about guns, you know? Guns don't shoot people. People shoot people <laughs> because the DNA is just inert. It doesn't do anything. So whatever you do to it from the bottom up, from, uh, uh, from uh, proteonomics to coming in as environmental, that's what changes the DNA. And by itself, it can do nothing. Just like a gun, it's not going to shoot itself. It's not going to load itself. And the same thing with DNA. So anyway, not cancer cancel. I have books on acid alkaline, and of course on solar nutrition, sun sink nutrition, about uh, uh, what to eat and when to eat it. There's food lists, uh, all kinds of uh, books. Look through them. There's little. Uh, uh, what do you call it, blurbs explaining what's in the book. Mm -hmm. And if not, I'm on Facebook a lot. Ask me questions there. Ask me questions on one radio network, either on this show, or I answer questions uh, regularly on uh, when I write the blogs. People ask me. Every once in a while, one slips by me, but I pretty well get most of them and answer them within a few days. Well, good and, job there. Uh, yeah. You do, anyway, well, you're still... <laughs> no, I, still I, got, I got it together now. Oh, I wanted to ask... Well, I got a question I put on the Facebook, but uh, I had with my calf, and but I don't know if you saw that. But anyway, let's do... Um, now, I'm not sure you're going to be able to hear this because sometimes... I don't know. I don't... For some reason, when we play a video, oftentimes the guests can't hear it. So if you can Maybe can't, you can put the writing under underneath it Click the writing thing. I don't know how to do that. And then they can read it. How do you do that? Uh, golly. Uh, there should be a thing that says, uh, what does it say? Uh, 
print or God, I have to look it up to see exactly what it says. And I okay. can tell you. Let me let me. Give me a second here. Uh, uh, let's see. Get it. Uh, you find a category called sub subtitles. Okay. Subtitles. A little square, and you click it. Okay, and then automatically me, it says English auto-generate. Okay, so let me see. Uh, I'm going to do it again. Because I, I made it full screen, then I couldn't see the whole thing. Let me see. Okay, so i got to get rid of the ads first. Skip ads. Okay, now, where is it? So I, uh, you have to have small screen to see it, but it's right at subtitles about uh, maybe four or five squares in. It's a little thing, a, a, a rectangle, and it says, uh, looks like a brick almost, and it says subtitles captions. Click that, and right above on the upper left, it'll say uh, basically that it's, uh, it's activated. Okay, so oh, the, you're talking about these little icons to the on the lower right, right? On the lower, yeah, yeah, the lower right, exactly. Oh, I you see. You go it. over about four or five. Actually, the next to next the last one, one. Next one is subtitles captions. Okay, click that. Yeah. Okay, I think I got it. Okay. All right. And that way you can read it if you can. If they you can, can read it. If you can. I do that all the time because my speaker's out in my other computer. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, here you go. This is uh, from about donkeys. Farms are attacked by wild animals. Clever farmers tried to come up with different ways of protection. They fortified pastures, built high fences, bought impressive guns, got the scariest dogs. Sooner or later, all attempts failed. But farmer Steve was the smartest of them all. Steve got a donkey. Nine million dollars. This is how much the Texas farmers lost in 1988 due to predators. After the losses were calculated, donkeys came into play. Back then, in order to save the livestock, they were used alongside traps, sirens, propane cannons and lights, all the devices people got thanks to technological progress. But the most common donkeys proved to be much better. A year later, the Texas ranch was guarded by 1,800 donkeys. But how could this have happened? I mean, we're talking about donkeys. They're stubborn, not very smart, and aren't like herding dogs at all. You have to admit, it's hard to confuse the two. This is what the common people think. But farmers have long known the secret of donkeys. These seemingly harmless animals have an innate hatred for dogs and their kin. Coyotes? Foxes? Wolves? Donkeys do not care. They simply do not want to see these animals on their territory. Even if the predators knew how to argue and prove they're not related to dogs, it would not work. The donkey thinks that someone is threatening the herd, which means he'll take measures. A loud shriek that will attract a farmer's attention, an instant chase, and in some cases, powerful kicks with the front hooves. Donkeys only seem harmless, but do not even try to trespass on their territory or mess with the herd they protect. Getting a hoof from a donkey is as ridiculous and embarrassing as it gets. Imagine if the predators were telling each other how their hunt was. I caught a deer today. I caught a hare. And I was attacked by a guard donkey. <laughs> on average, one donkey can guard up to 200 sheep or goats if they all graze on the same area, which is clearly visible. The better the donkey is trained, the... Wait, trained donkeys? 
Do they have some kind of camps where they take basic military training to later protect the poor sheep? As strange as it may sound, yes they do. Moreover, donkeys are not only trained, people even breed animals with prominent guard qualities. Well, you know how it works. The right genes here, the right genes there, and voila! Now your donkey is not Eeyore, but a real Rambo. Of course, super donkeys, like any thoroughbred animals, are more expensive than ordinary ones. On average, we're talking roughly $800 instead of $500. You! You sell me donkey! I don't know what it is, but you have got it. But of course, everything depends on the breed, the seller, the gender of the animal, females are better at protecting, ordinary males can be too aggressive when it's not warranted. For example, they sometimes mistake a newly born lamb for an intruder trespassing on their territory. What? Has he been here before? No, he has not. The donkey must be medium or large, otherwise it won't handle the predator. Temper. Some animals take their responsibilities way too seriously. Well, stuff like that. But why are donkeys so great? Let's compare. So a donkey has excellent eyesight and hearing, a loud voice, speed, powerful hoof kick, strong teeth, and a very calm temper. The donkey will adequately assess the situation, and with only one cry, he can scare the predators away. What do the latter have? Well, yes, teeth and claws, not enough for confrontation, and they're also not smart enough. Hold on, we'll cover this a bit later. In short, if a herd is attacked by one predator, he simply stands no chance. But what about the pack? A pack of predators versus a pack of donkeys? It's gonna be legendary! Already see this epic battle in the style of gangs of New York, wall to wall, well, or not. Donkeys seem to be good only for one-on-one -on -one battles. Okay, actually donkeys are really cool. During the First World War, one donkey even received the Purple Cross for helping its owner rescue the wounded from the battlefield, saving more than 300 people. Didn't even expect donkeys could do that. Do they have courage in their DNA? Maybe. Donkeys, like horses and zebras, descended from a common ancestor of the Equity family. It is believed that in the course of evolution, ancient animals adapted to running in open spaces and grew longer legs. Eventually, common horses got their prime body, zebras got stripes for camouflage or some other purpose – scientists have not yet come to an agreement on that – while the donkeys got their stubbornness. Actually, what people usually call stubbornness is a more developed sense of self-preservation. Donkeys are less attached to people, so getting them to do what donkeys do not want to do or what they consider dangerous is very hard. This is despite the fact that donkeys were domesticated at least 5,000 years ago. Maybe they're a bit stubborn indeed. There are over 40 million donkeys in the world today, or probably even more. Considering all their usefulness, even I already want to get myself one. And I don't even have a sheep herd. <laughs> However, donkeys are not always used as guards. As I said, they need an area that is clearly visible. Very large pastures with rugged terrain, dense bushes or trees are clearly a bad fit for donkeys. It is too easy for predators to hide, the view is not clear enough – well, you get the idea. And then what are people supposed to do? Ask technology for help, of course. The area is surrounded by high-voltage electric fences, which do not allow predators to get inside. I guess it means the power's off. Sometimes people say, this trick to get gas for a penny is going to get banned in the US. This simple trick will save you thousands on fuel costs. Keep watching to see how. This ex-programmer got fired from his job at a 
set up traps with poison which kill all predatory animals indiscriminately. No wonder they're banned. But most often, herding dogs come to the rescue. They protect the herd from predators and strangers, help move animals from place to place, return those who got lost along the way, and do a bunch of other useful things. These skills of herding dogs have been honed over hundreds of years and are fixed as behavioral patterns. They say that especially thoroughbred dogs do not even need to be trained. But if dogs are so great, why do people need donkeys at all? Or get frustrated when the latter don't want to do something? Is this loyalty to traditions? Nope. More often than not, the reason is donkeys have more perks. On average, they live several times longer than dogs, Well, some even lived up to 60 years. They're not likely to escape, if the fences of course are in good condition, and the purchase and maintenance of donkeys will cost a lot less. A donkey will cost you between $500 and $800 depending on its guarding qualities. At the same time, the price tag for a purebred herding dog can start from $1,000. Donkey maintenance cost is between $150 and $200 per year. This includes homemade food, hoof trimming, and various minor stuff. In general, a donkey can eat the same grass that his herd feeds on. As for dogs, regular vet checks alone, including routine checkups, vaccinations, lab tests, and dental care, can cost anywhere from $700 to $1,500 per year. Don't forget about food. It'll cost you from $120 per year. You may also need various toys, treats, collars, leashes, and other stuff. Don't get me wrong. Dogs are cute and cool. I really love them. But given the price difference, money is a key factor. You, sir, are fired. Of course, there's another way of defense against predators. Guns. But this is risky. There are many restriction laws, and you will not stand with a gun all day next to the pasture or follow the herd. Also, if you love all animals, even those trying to eat your sheep, donkeys are a perfect choice. They will not kill the predator, unlike all other ways of protection, but only scare it. Well, or give it a beating. Now back to the intelligence of donkeys. I already mentioned they are smarter than predators, but let's be honest, it's too hard to believe. We tend to think donkeys are stubborn and stupid, but scientists are confident they have an excellent memory and excellent learning skills. A 2013 study by the Donkey Sanctuary found that donkeys can learn and solve problems just as fast as dolphins or dogs. You get it, right? Few can boast this level of intelligence, and certainly not some hungry coyote. Nora Matthews, a vet at Texas A&M University, says outright that donkeys, for example, are smarter than horses. Try arguing with someone who's been studying donkeys for 15 years. But with great power comes great responsibility. Oh. That's the wrong line. With great intelligence comes cunning. Of course you're a girl, dragon, cause you're just reeking of feminine beauty. Imagine you have animals followed by a whole herd of other animals, and the first animal suddenly decides to take a walk. Yes, donkeys are unlikely to escape, but just imagine it. Do you think fences or some bolts can stop it? Ha! In West Covina, California, a herd of sheep and goats led by a donkey went for a walk through the night streets. Actually, their pen was closed, but someone opened the gate. And you know, I think I know who that was. The police tried to return the fugitives to the pen, but the donkey acted like a donkey would. That is, resisted the arrest and did not move. Only with the help of the sheriff and the owner, the animals were returned home. Fortunately, no one was hurt. The incident happened in 2018, and it looks like the donkey hasn't made any escape attempts since then, yet. Not until he comes up with the perfect plan. See you later. <laughs> I love that. That was just really fun. <laughs> it's a very entertaining video. Yeah, that guy was great. Yeah, he was great. He had all these great lines in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Scenes from Jurassic Park, Park and, and Spider-Man and all kinds of movies. It was great. Boy, it'd be fun to have a donkey around, man. 
I wonder if they do chickens or just bigger animals. Hmm. I don't know. Also, donkey milk. That's oh, what the yeah, pioneers you, use. That's what you, you had mentioned that uh, pioneers used to drink donkey milk rather than cow's milk. Yep. The closest to human milk there is. No yeah. other. That's how that yogi buried himself for 40 days. Yeah. You can't do that on cow milk or camel milk or goat milk or any other milk. I the British military can attest to it because yeah. they did the tests to find out how that works. How that works. And uh, knew about it over 100 years ago. I went on Amos Miller's site yesterday. I couldn't log on because something was with my account. You have to be, you have to kind of join up like 25 bucks because it's a club. That's how he kind of keeps the federales away sometimes. Anyway, because I wanted to check it out, and I wanted to buy some donkey milk from him and just try it. I mean, it'd be fun just to try and see how you do with it. No, so I'll see. Yeah, I've never tasted it either. Yeah. But, but I do know it's valued among yogis, and then I was surprised to find out that it was a major source of milk uh, for the pioneers. Yeah, I never heard of that, that one. I wonder, um, was it, did Gandhi, I think he just drank... Goat's milk, didn't he? Gandhi, goat's milk, if I understand. Either goats or cows. Or uh, cow's the milk. cow is worshipped in, in India. Yeah. and uh, But they drank cow, donkey, uh, other types of milk, too. They uh, they they knew survival. So you're going to get the milk where you can get it. And cow milk is, there's nothing. Actually, I find cow milk for adults a little of a problem, except for the cream yeah. or the higher fat milks. The low-fat milk has things in it that can be a problem over time. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Ray Pete is for low-fat milk. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but, uh, I wouldn't. I don't understand that one, do you? Um, I, I've been getting some yogurt at the farmer's market, the kind of Greek yogurt, and, boy, it's good. I do good with that. I don't know. You think it's just the little probies in there that helps to digest them, or? I don't know. Something. Yeah, I, uh, I believe it is. I also drink kefir. Mm. Yeah, kefir. I add lots of sugar, like half and half, but now, I don't it, recommend it necessarily. <laughs> when I do, um, I have goat's milk. Uh, you can just suck goat's milk on the counter, right, with nothing, and it'll it'll ferment. Is that true? It'll just ferment up? I think so, mm-hmm. but I'm not an expert in fermentation. I've made some yogurt and things like that, but uh, not really an expert in fermentation. Mm-hmm. I usually, I figured that it was a survival mechanism, most of the fermented food. Now it's become like a thing. In fact, at that same Rosewood Miramar where the Japanese chefs are, they pride themselves in basically rotten fish, fermented fish. They sell these fermented fish that are are, are valued dishes really? and actually they were survival foods at that time there was no refrigeration so you either fermented it or you died <laughs> well I thought you said you couldn't this fermented cod liver oil you said you can't do that didn't you say that but the fish oh, I'm the talking fish. about the fish the oil you can't hmm. no the oil rots <laughs> but the you can ferment the rest of the fish uh, but the oil actually rots. That's where that guy got in such trouble with Sally Fallon because uh, oh. he was kicked out because of that. Because he said it right, and he sells a cod, uh, a cod liver oil that isn't rotten or doesn't ferment it. Uh-huh. And there was a schism. There. Schism, they had a little schism. That'll happen. So, yeah. so you they, know, if a person needs survival, 
nothing wrong with cod liver oil. It's just that there's better ways to get it. But if you're up in Sweden and you don't know how to get vitamin D otherwise, there's many other ways, then for survival, you're either going to die or not. So I would, I would definitely take cod liver oil if it came down to survival. All of these foods take a while to really poison us when they're mm-hmm. worse foods. Obviously, look at Warren Buffett. Those are poisons he's eaten, but he's 92 and yeah. Charlie Munger's 98. Oh, going to live to 120, you know, the way old Charlie's going. The way they're going. The way they're going. What do you, what do you think about uh, limes are really unripe lemons? Is that correct? Quite a bit different. Yeah, they that research was done quite a bit earlier. Uh, some people say that the lime is closest to the grapefruit and has things in that interfere with medicine. It's not 100% proven, hmm. but for sure they're very different uh, very different fruits. You think lime is worth worth putting in your water or is it a waste of time or money? What do you think? Mm, you know, at this point, uh, I'm not afraid of limes, but it looks in favor of the lemon now rather than the lime. Really? But that's out to, you know, I'd like to see more research on that. And they really haven't done it. So there's a scare uh, literature out now about limes. Well, before it was considered better than lemon. lemon. In fact, in the, you remember the old maple syrup uh, cayenne uh, lime was preferred over lemon. What do you mean? The, the uh, what do they call that? The master, master cleanse. Master cleanse. The master cleanse. Yeah. So... Um, is there any value to putting lemon in your water? Mm, I don't. Uh, it it actually is not going to hurt a person, like on solar nutrition, if you put a little lemon in your water. And sometimes it can actually bring toxins out of the water. They float to the top and you scoop them off. Hmm. So there's something to be said for it. Uh, I, I think it's unnecessary, you know. I have enough little things to do that I already yeah. do, so why add that into my time oh, frame? I do. Now, do you, uh, do you put um, any minerals back in your distilled water, or you just... I do in the food. In the the food. coffee has magnesium, the food, coffee has niacinamide, has everything. The broth has it in. That way I keep it with the minerals and enhance it. And the extra hydration helps it absorb, like whether my coffee, my liquid uh, pineapple juice, uh, broth, soups, whatever we do. You don't drink a lot That's of so I prefer. water, water just by itself, correct? Uh, if I'm desperate, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm uh, dying of thirst and someone hands me water, I'm not going to turn no, it down. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, when's the last time I had any plain water? I was few years ago i guess Is that uh, right? one time when we were at some place you break restaurant. you break all the rules see that's what i love about you <laughs> i know i know oh by the way <laughs> from sitting and doing this kind of work i ended up with a hernia well i found out something uh, interesting a hernia like a little is that a puffy thing that comes out of your tummy yeah okay yeah they say you need surgery but right. i've got away with it now since november of last year and, right. and so far i'm surviving but i found out something interesting from our friend mark at the uh at the farmer's market huh. he's the olive guy that supplies us with olives right. well anyway i just happened to mention i have a hernia she says, oh no big deal i got rid of mine i said what and he did what you do, stretching. Oh. He said three times a day you hang, and that allows oh, you mean the blood supply like to get in there. Just like you do. Oh, yeah. so, darn. 
So, I, immediately, I thought of you when he told me yeah. that. I said, geez, Patrick's really on to something. <laughs> so have you been doing that and it's, it's, it's a healing? Yeah, since then. And now we have these blocks from Robert Bassani. Right. Uh, we got the, the type of blocks he uses and Vibrant Gal is using it and I'm going to use them to stretch my back. And otherwise, yeah, we hang and we, we uh, in the house here, we have like a balcony type of thing and the staircase, so I hang from that Just too. From there, yeah. Wherever we can. Well, I tell you <laughs> what, Adam, my, my grip is like, I mean, I'm, I'm like a machine that your grip gets so strong hanging too. Just crazy strong. I mean, it's like, yo, wow. I, I really it like does. it, you know. I, I I like it a lot. I, I I'm up to sometimes like you know two minutes hanging there. Yeah, your grip is really good for the forearms because those are yeah. the muscles involved in yeah. most of the grips. And right. uh, when when I lived in Fort Worth, I used to manifest things. I would say I want this across the street, and it would happen like a kinko's. When I moved back, a gym was across the street, like I wanted. But I went there, and when I would hang, I found my God. Only 15 seconds or 20 seconds when I was a kid. I'd do this forever. So, but after a while, you just keep doing it, and mm -hmm. pretty soon you're up to a minute and two minutes and on and off. So, it can be, uh, it can be strengthened very, very much, very quickly, yeah. actually. And what I do too is know. when I do it, is I put my head all the way back and it really stretches Steve Shiver out the neck this way too. So, you might as well do it. You know what I mean? Might as well do it. So I, I put it all the way back, and and uh, your thyroid. And you oh, open up the thyroid and allow blood flow by doing that. Oh, I didn't even tell you. I I just um, you know, since being on this diet about I don't know, maybe a month ago or two months ago, I just stopped my little piggy thyroid. You know, I just hmm. stopped taking it. I just I don't know, and I, my my temperature is like ninety eight every in the morning when I take it now. So I. Yeah, so I'm over that thyroid stuff. Jeez, so maybe it'd help me too doing this, right? Yeah. Yep. The old thumb and finger back and forth. Back and forth. And then you said and then you, you blink your eyes. You blink your eyes, but not in unison with the thing, right? Yeah. Exactly. If you can do that, it's hard to do. But if you yeah. can, you get a better result. What it does is uh, often our mental focus is habituated. So and so it attaches to it. We don't realize that all these signals work the same. I once told you that uh, I asked Donald Lay when he had the Texas Institute Institute of Reflex Science why I would clench my right foot and my middle toe would st stand up. So he said, "Step forward in front of the class. Raise your arm." So I would raise my arm, and he yelled at me. He said, "Who told you to raise your arm that way?" I said, what do you mean I raised my arm? He said, do it again. So I did it again. He said, who told you to raise your arm that way? <laughs> I said, well, how should I raise it? So he took my arm and put it sideways and set it straight up three times and said, now clench your foot. And my toe went right down. That's crazy. So we don't think about those type of reflex connections. No. So by breaking the the brain's fixation by coordinating, we do this all the time, synchronize them, uh, we can educate them to be separate. Like our brain, Gurdjieff used to do exercises. You had to dance, do mathematics, and do emotional work at the same time you do it all three. Hmm. Most people find that really hard, like all those 
tricks, you know, where you yeah. spin this two times and spin this three times. But it can be done. And uh, the eye thing is relatively easy and it breaks the fixation of your brain holding the thyroid in place. And it works. Fasc- fascinating. Yeah, really fun. Uh, Anna Bergstrom, uh, yes, no, maybe, chronobiotic nutrition and solartiming.com. So I put a thing on, I wanted to ask you before we go. So the other night, I don't know, three, four nights ago, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning or so, I don't know what time it was, and I had the most excruciating pain in my left calf. I mean, it was like, I've never had it that bad. And I, I remember you said, well, pound on it, you know? So that, that's the first thing I do, and I start pounding on it. And it was really, you've had that. I mean, right, it's like, boy, it really hurts. And it finally got enough so I could just, but you know, it's hurt for like four days. It's still a sore. What, what, you know, I've been doing some magnesium, you know, like electrolytes, you know, magnesium, some good stuff, bicarbonate, I think. I think it's good stuff. Um, nutritionally, we can talk about spiritually, I'm sure it's, I'd like to find out spiritually what that's about. If it's the left side, it's about a girl. So, you know, what do you think? Any ideas? Well, the calf is in the back. The left back is a girl. And, but that will show in the right side if it's a female, if it really oh, is so, that. So, oh, that's right. So to be a back, so it'd be a male thing. Male. So if you, uh, well, well, not necessarily no. because it's the back of the body, see, right. and it reverses in the back, but the front. Now, when I do body dowsing or mind hacking, I go back to the old name, it's not really dowsing. When I do mind hacking, 100% of the time, the female's on the right and the male's on the left. Right. But when you have cross signals in the back and front and, and do it visually, like if I get hit here, it's male. But if I get hit behind the shoulder, it's female. So it does change. But that's why mind hacking is so good because it clears it up. Like, what if you injure your wrist? Is that front or back? If it's at the side or your ankle, you don't know until you mind hack it to find out for sure. But anyway, the the point is uh, uh, fat is one of the things because there's many things in the process of uh, the, the chemistry or menu of having a calf cramp that can work. Now, the most remarkable cure, the first time I had so it... You say, you, let me interrupt for a second. You think I need more fat? More fat? More fat. Okay, good. Actually, just take some fat and even some sugar sometimes yeah. will we'll get the mechanism. Something to get it in order. Either fat or sugar or fat and sugar, even better. Yeah. But... One of the most astounding ways to do it, and I do this to this day, is all you have to do is go and pee. Pee. The first drop of pee will often release it. And the first time I had it... That's crazy. You, you know how painful that is. Oh, I, yeah. I, I was in agony for 10 minutes, did everything I could. Usually, you know, the, uh, the, the put weight on it, right. everything, nothing worked. Then I thought, what time of day is it? It's bladder time go pee so I crawled on my belly to the bathroom I couldn't even use wow. the leg it was in such pain and one drop of pee came out cramp went completely away that's crazy now I find out it works at any time of day we had a visitor come here uh, from New Zealand and uh, he came to visit us one day and the last 10 miles he was in agony with a cramp from you know holding his foot on the accelerator 
And so he runs in. He, he says, I'm in pain, but I'm going to go take a pee. He said, that's weird. I took a pee and my cramp went completely away. Uh-huh. And Vibergale said, that happened to Adam. <laughs> He'll tell funny. you about that. Well, you know, now you want to hear a really weird yeah, cure for it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Soap. Cheap soap. <laughs> cheap soap. Cheap soap. I read about it in the People's Pharmacy. Uh, and I was buying a, 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 a copy of it for my, my buddy who's a medical doctor. And I read that and I found it fascinating. But I thought, this is placebo, whatever. So I lived at that ranch when I first uh, contacted you. Uh, you contacted ago, me and we yeah. got together. And uh, for some reason in the winter, I was suffering terrific cramps. So one time it got so bad, I got so desperate because the, uh, the pain didn't even work. I, I, there was an upstairs, a double staircase. I crawled up on my belly, got a piece of cheap uh, ivory soap, put it on the where the pain was. It went away instantaneously. And it worked every time. Ivory Today, soap. it doesn't work. Hmm. But that whole winter, I would be at the computer watching television and, and be at the computer and have a bar of soap handy. Because it worked every time. I wonder what's in the soap that did that. I wonder. have no idea. Some people say it's a smell that gets mm-hmm. to you, but but it's right beside me all the time. I have a smell in it. I have no idea. And there are testimonials after testimonials. You'll find videos of, of, on the Internet of people who put the soap under the sheet and they never have cramps anymore, which that was a new one on me. Uh National Public Radio, they did a half-hour show, no, an hour show on why that worked. And actually, the conclusion was they don't know why it works. It makes no medical sense. It makes no sense at all. But so many success stories happened from it that uh, worked for me. Interesting. But it doesn't work today, but I'm not using the same ivory soap. Yeah. Wrong cheap soap, I guess. And getting cheaper soap. Uh, you know, it's so fascinating you mentioned fat because the last two days yesterday and today I just had this hit this really hit to do fat I took a big tablespoon of beef tallow and honey together and it's pretty good you know you just so that's what I did the last two days so maybe it was just God giving me a little message here fatten up a little better get more fat it's funny Interesting. Yeah, people are so afraid of fat that oh. it's going to, you know, the cholesterol, heart attack. And it's, if you go in medical textbooks, they'll tell you it's the omega threes. Yeah. Not many of them, but I found them, and uh, they're out there. They know that without the three, the cholesterol won't precipitate. I don't know about six because uh, that's not yellow fat disease. So omega sixes may be doing it too. Yeah. Beef tallow. I don't know if you've ever had it. It's really quite. Uh, Tasteless. It, it doesn't taste yucky at all. It's just grass-fed, grass-finished beef tallow. And uh, back uh, back in the day, McDonald's used to fry their French fries in that. That's what yep. they used to do. But that's ate my share of it. Fifty back. years ago, when I was four a, years ago. Yeah. When I was a vegetarian at first, you know, I basically just it was a junk food vegetarian. I figured I'm going to live on malted milks, and I'm going to live on. Uh, I would go to. Uh, one time I went to one of those fast food places and said, I want a cheeseburger, cut the meat. <laughs> and they said, cut the meat. So the waitress said, you want a, a grilled cheese sandwich? No, I want your standard jack in the box, but I want no, no meat, meat on it. Yeah. 
So he, she got in an argument with the cook. The cook got in an argument with the manager. And I said, all I want is my... So they gave it to me for free. <laughs> That's all I want. Because they couldn't figure out why I would want Just a hold hamburger the meat. with no meat on it. Just hold the meat, dude. Do they even do... But anyway... Uh, for a while there at McDonald's, they were doing 100% beef burgers. Do they still do that? I mean, you can actually get a burger that's 100% beef? I don't know. I haven't been at Mickey D's for so long. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Earlier this year, I went to Carl's Jr., I believe. I had three burgers. I figured I needed some meat. And I ate some hot dogs from uh, I got from uh, Trader Joe's. Oh, cool. But was, I haven't done much meat lately. Was it pretty good? Did you like the burgers? Were they good? Carl's Jr. makes a really excellent burger. I almost had one this Saturday. <laughs> no kidding. Every now and then, you just got to... Do you remember, I don't know if you did in California, uh, White Castle? Oh, my God. I was around when there was five cents. Yeah. Five cent I remember 10 cents. (laughs) In New Jersey. Or 12 cents. I think 12 cents. They were really good. I don't know. They're probably terrible for you, but they were really tasty, weren't they? White Castle? They really were. (laughs) Yeah. Another one I like was uh, Whataburger. Whataburger. They're in Texas. Yeah. Whataburger. I I don't think I've ever had that. Yeah, I was back there one time, and I ate them every every lunch. <laughs> Did you? How about Steak and Shake? You ever hear that, that one? Steak and Shake? I haven't eaten. They're no, good. No. Yeah, they're a good one. No. Okay. I can't believe we're sitting here talking about burgers, you know. So we're supposed <laughs> to be natural, natural guys. When I watched Popeye cartoons, Wimpy was my hero. <laughs> yeah, so. I'd like a hamburger today. I'll pay you tomorrow. Yeah, uh, forget the spinach. I want the hamburger. I want the hamburger, man. <laughs> Well, kiddo, it's always fun having you here. Thanks so much for um, being on the show. We had a good time, as always. So the heat wave is over. Um, uh, Governor Newsom, he wants to be the next president, so that'll be good. He'll get you out of there. For California. (laughs) No, no, I think he's going to run against Donald Trump. I think he's going to. I think that's the current plan for what that's worth. So that would get him out of California for a while, right? I mean... Then we'll get someone worse, though, Patrick. I know. This I know. state is bonkers. <laughs> you guys. I'm encouraging people to come move back here and let's take it back. You know, this is the hippie state. We had all kinds of free stuff went on here the free speech movement, everything. There's no free speech now in California. Oh. You have to be careful what you say. I, did I tell you about my friend went down to the pharmacy and he mentioned something about uh, COVID being uh, fake? And they cut him off. Really? They wouldn't give him his medications. Really? The pharmacy called him up and said, you're not welcome here anymore. Really? Because he just voiced his opinion. So he has to go to underground doctors to get his prescription. And now, in California, they're cracking down on compound pharmacies. Are they? Yeah. The local one here is famous. They're taking it away. You can't do it. In fact, that's a national law now. You're probably suffering from that in Texas. Compound pharmacies are under attack Hmm. by the Biden administration. Governor Abbott passed a a law saying that you couldn't censor people on Facebook and Instagram or whatever in Texas. And the court just upheld that law. So I don't know how that's going to work. 
but it'd be pretty fun if I can do that and say what I want on FaceBank and they can't censor me. Wonderful. I think it'd be fun, boy. Old Zuckerberg, he'll be having a bad hair day if I get old. <laughs> so I, I, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep you updated on that. I don't know how they would do that. They would have to train their AI not to do it, right? Because you're in Texas. But yeah, DeSantis said he was going to do that, but he didn't follow he through. Didn't, he didn't so follow I hope through. Habit does it. Yeah. Oh, he's following through, and they they took it to court and they lost. I think that's going to oh. go to the Supreme Court. I think that's where that's heading. Now, that'd be pretty cool if the Supreme Court up, up would uphold that. Because it is First Amendment, right? I mean, I don't know. Well, we're supposed to have free speech, but it's not there anymore. No. No. Not even close. So that'd be pretty fun, you know, if, if we could do that. And just, you know, have some fun on faceplant. Because you got to be careful there. It does put you in jail in a heartbeat, you know, just. Oh, for anything, for the weirdest things. Like, like I, I told you, I got three days off for saying the Indians drove out the white devils. Racist, know? ding, 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 off of Facebook for three days. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a joke, too. I understand. It's kind of a joke. All right, <laughs> kids, go to a, a, head them a, hold up your little sign there so you can tell people where they can go and get your stuff. SolarTiming.com. There it is. Yeah, my couple. Thanks for having us. Oh Andrew. yeah, thank you for coming on the show. I know it's it just means so much to me to have you as my good friend and buddy here, and uh, to come on a couple times a month. You heard Ray Pete got smoked out. Yeah. 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 yeah he said it was they were doing these uh, mandatory burns up there in Wokeland, and and he he just house got flooded and couldn't talk his lungs and. The whole burning problem could be solved. We'll save it for the next show. Okay, we'll do it. All right, brother, I love you. Vibrant gal, I love, love you. you, my dear. And we will see you guys real soon. Let me know if you need something like coffee, sugar, <laughs> ammo, you know, the good stuff, the important stuff, okay? Love you, Adam. Thank, Thank you. you. May the blessings you. be. Bye-bye. Adam Bergstrom, Patrick Timpone, One Radio Network. He's the best, right? Man, we just whipped out four, almost three hours just talking about stuff. That's what I love about Adam. We can just talk about stuff, you know, stuff, stuff. Okay, it's Farmer's Market Day. I'm going to get my act together, and I will see you on Friday. I have a lot of screenwriting to do between now and then. Thank you for your support. Uh, if you have got some extra dollars running around, you know, those Federal Reserve notes, those pictures of dead presidents, and you would like to support us, you like what we do here, uh, please do join us. And I'll just go to oneradionetwork.com, click on the um, um, click on the thing, you know, click on any of the ads, go into our store, and uh, you find some things that you like. You know, we have the hydrogen, the sauna, uh, sulfur. We have a great sulfur product, uh, Sir Thrival, Shen Blossom, um, um, Andreas Seed Oils. They've got some good seed oils that won't kill you. You know, they got a few, you know, yellow fat seed oils that we don't recommend, but they got some other really good seed oils um, that are good for you, you know, pumpkin seed and things like that. Very good seed oil. Um, the shower filter, cool things, saunas, I mentioned all that. So if you need something, I'd appreciate it if you would buy it through us, and uh, that's how we make our living. And we managed to pay our house payment, and that's good. That's it. All right, kids, I will see you on Friday. I love you all very much. Thank you, and uh, may the blessings be.
Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.